Private Nation. Purple and gold family. Stand to your feet. Put your crossbones up and lean side to side. Yeah, and lean side to side. Yeah, and lean side to side. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, welcome to the island, man, it's crazy in here A whole sea of purple and gold waving in here Keep a plank for the shark tank, traders beware Because we got a whole bunch of body sailors in here Welcome in to the Sports Objective As we have, as always, a very special guest We have this next guy on, a lot of fun to talk to Pre-show in the green room He's so good to us And of course, uh, back for the second year For ESPN Plus, ECU analyst Cy Seymour joining us for basketball. How are you, man? How you doing, Dave? I'm doing great, buddy. Always good to talk to you. Always good to talk pirate basketball with you. You're very knowledgeable, and it's fun. And the season's upon us. Well, I appreciate the kind words, uh, you know, Cy, because you and I, somebody, I was talking to a member of the media yesterday, the first day of practice. That's why we're having you on for basketball. Hard to believe. And I looked at that member of the media, and I said, you have to understand, and I did a size. So you have to understand that pirate basketball, to be a, a diehard fan like we are, it's kind of like the 80s or 90s version of the Chicago Cubs. We get so excited. We're very passionate, uh, very passionate uh, fan base for basketball. There's not, not as many as football, obviously, but I uh, said so there's a lot of us out there, and that we're just praying for – uh, that coach to come in, that team to come in to really turn the program around. And I'll tell you one thing, I was really, really excited about many things that we could talk about. Coach Schwartz, of course, we had him on the summer side and um, not to oversell anyone, but I tell you, I was really impressed the way he talked to the media. I was really impressed about a lot. Of, we'll get into that in just a second, but I just want to get your take for the fans and Pirate Nation uh, about Coach Schwartz. Yeah, Coach Schwartz to me, and, and, and listen, and we've had really good coaches here, but Coach Schwartz is a unique hire that I think is set up perfect here for ECU. First of all, he doesn't have a preconceived idea. He's ready to come to work. This is his first head coaching job. He was a tremendous coach at Tennessee. He has been in the business for 20 years, uh, and I think – uh, he has seen it all. He was, he was also down at Miami. He's been at Fresno State. Uh, he's been at Tulsa, so he knows the American. And his attitude is to really get it done. In other words, he's not he's not worried about where we are, what we are. He's going here's here to get it done. He and he, another great trait. He's good with the media. He's good with the fans. He's great with his players, and he's great with the administration. He's got all aspects covered and Mm -hmm. that's a big deal because that's hard to find and i'm really here's my biggest thing with him dave we must be patient we must be patient because he's new but i'm telling you he's already making waves that are really good for east carolina and so i'm excited one of the areas i was going to talk about and i know bubba rosenbaum is also here with us uh for the interview so bubba if you're here chime in when you can but um, Cy, the uh, one thing I want to talk about that I've been really impressed is we all know how good Joe Dooley was recruiting. Um, and the great news is Mike Schwartz is right up there with him. Very excited to see um, how passionate he is about the game. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, recruiting-wise, it's been great, great so far. And I, I'm sure you know with your son and your being a coach, I'm sure the high school coaches are gra- glad to have Mike Schwartz. Well, I, I think you're right, and, and Joe was a good recruiter. What I like about him, he's trying to turn faces in North Carolina back to ECU. Uh, we've not been able to hit make dents in this state, and all of a sudden, guess what? Uh, he's making some inroads into this state. Uh, now, some have. When you look at the good team that we had that won the CIT, look at the two guards. Both of them were from North Carolina with, with, uh, with uh, Jeff Lebo. But that there are so many good players out there from North Carolina that you look at look at Jaden 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 Garner. We've got to get more of those kind of kids. And Joe Dooley was with him, and so was Joe. My point is, uh, you got to get these North Carolina faces because this is well. I love football, but this is a basketball state, and they love the game. And this guy knows how to recruit, 
and knows how to recruit kids already. He's gotten kids that I didn't think we'd have a chance on, and he's already gotten them. So you got to look at this guy. He's got something special when he sits down with the kids and the family, and I think it's sincerity, and I think he wants to take care of these kids, and, and that's a good sign. And for you and I who love it like we do, and it's, we love North Carolina and East Carolina, especially basketball, we've got, we've got a really good one. Let's talk about that. Uh, a couple of days ago, Jordan uh, helped me out. He, uh, I know he's a four-star. And, and the great yeah. thing, the other thing I didn't know, and thanks to our good friend Stephen Igo from uh, – Yeah, Dave, Jordan Vick. Yeah. Thank you, Jordan Vick. Yeah, having him, a guy that, that I thought he was – I was impressed uh what I saw of him, and he's a four – I didn't realize – I've got so much going on with family and work. I didn't realize he's only a sophomore. That's another impressive thing about Mike Schwartz. Well, it's 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 the thing you have to do. You have to get him, and then you hope you you can keep him. A commit's different than a sign, but it's a great sign. It's a great commit for us. And yesterday, when I was talking to the coaching staff, Riley Davis and the other coaches, they said. You wouldn't believe how the woodwork's coming out and people are wanting to know how we got him. I mean, it, he said, and it, this kid is a top 20 national guard, top 150 player, but a top 20 national guard. Averaged over 20 in, 20 in high school. He's got a really good coach over there at Southern Nash. And and uh, this kid can shoot it, 21 a game, and he was a sophomore. So it's a big sign. I met him. I met his mother, uh, and I really like him. And I like that he is committed, and he's he's got good character and good grades, a good kid. So that's a major sign for East Carolina. Now, can you hold him? Can you get through the tough periods when people are saying, "Well, you hadn't really signed, you've committed." You know, that's what you got to go through. So East, you, even though you've even though you have gotten him here and committed him, but you hadn't signed, you got to still recruit him. You got to still say, "Look, come on over to this, come on over to that," and and. He can make a big difference. That kid's a player, but that's the kind of stuff that Schwartz does. And he and and the kid, the big kid that he got from Louisville, man. Let me tell you something. Sierra yeah. Malanga, that kid, I met him too. Met his the, the Guardians. That that was a major sign. I called them after they signed him, and or after he committed, and he he's going to sign probably in November. But but my point is, when I met him. I, when I looked at him, I'm saying, this guy looks like an NBA player. And, and we've got big players, but this guy is a rim protector, a shot blocker, and a tremendous kid with great grades and another high character kid. So, and it, and it, listen, he's, I'm not making, he is six foot 11 barefooted. He, he is the real deal. Long was a great soccer player in high school, committed to basketball. So he's not, he's kind of raw on the offensive end, but that'll come. And it's, it's going to be a good time with him. Those two kids that he signed or so far not signed but have committed, they're, they're big-time players. No doubt about it, Cy, when you look at that. And that's uh, so important. Um, you can have – we were talking about that yesterday. You can have uh, the biggest uh, X's and O's, and you could be the greatest coach in the world. But if you don't have the Jimmy and Joes, you hear that cliche all the time. But, man, is it so true. Oh, there's no doubt about it. You know, with Juco ball, when I was in it with Craven in junior college and community college, we always said we win back then because you win, you will, you're going to win the game in April, May, and June. That's when you won. What did you get? What do you, what kids do you pick up? And it's the same thing in recruiting. What do you get in the recruiting class? That's when you win. And uh, I think Mike Schwartz, and you got to understand, he did a good job this year because he had to start scratch. And, and this year is going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But the athletes that he's putting out there are good athletes. And they're, they're big. And they are, they are American-type athletes. And, and the American is a big-time league. And we're talking about a league that's uh, top six out of the five leagues. And, and sometimes we rank top five. Uh, in the last few years, because of Houston and Memphis, this is this is a tremendous basketball league. So I wanted to mention something to sidebar too, and we'll get back to Coach Schwartz. But while we have you, um, some of the people have been talking about with you know the Cincinnati's of the world and Houston leaving. We know how great those programs are. Uh, UCF with Johnny Dawkins uh, leaving. 
Um, but this league is still going to be great. And that's one thing that for the fans to keep saying, we need to go to the Sun Belt. I'm not anti the Sun Belt, but I want them to know that we have a really good basketball league. And we need to, the first thing we need to do is have a winning culture at East Carolina to win the league that we're in before we can even think about going to another league with, uh, I think with the winning the AAC means that we're in the big dance. And it, I was a sophomore in college the last time we made the big dance. Uh, yeah, exactly. Okay. That tells you something. The other thing about, uh, always remember that Mike Oresco runs this conference and he's very good at it. I mean, very good at it. Uh, he put, he worked, was an ESPN exec. He's a lawyer and we get a lot more money than these other conferences. And he makes sure we're in pretty good shape. So this is a very good league. And then when you're adding UAB, who is a good one, when you're like, when you, uh, when you're adding North Texas, these, these teams are good. These teams are really good. I even asked John, our AD, I said, have they made a mistake now that Texas is leaving and Oklahoma is leaving? Is this a good move for Central Florida and, and, and Cincinnati? Because I don't know who else may leave that league. And he looked at me and he said, I'm not sure either. See, it's all so crazy now. Do, do we, yeah, do we miss them? But Cincinnati's had a run because of a great quarterback and a new coach. Uh, you, you never know how it's going to play out. Uh, and we've got to take care of what we can do, East Carolina can do, and it's still a good league. And we brought six teams in to make sure the money stays good and the interest stays good. So I, I'm not concerned about where we are and who we're in with. Uh, and you said it right. This is a national basketball league, and it's been a national football league. It's a, it's a, and what I'm saying for we can play for national titles. Uh, and just look at what Cincinnati did. Look what Central Florida did in football. But also look what Houston's done in basketball. Now, I know they're leaving, but don't think Memphis can't come right in the game too. I mean, and they're still back. And, and to let you know something too, talking about Cincinnati, we beat out Cincinnati for that big kid in basketball. He was the, he was visited them on that weekend and came back and called our coaching staff and said, well, I want to go to East Carolina. So we beat out West Miller on that kid. So my point is, my point is even though uh, it's the Big 12, it's not necessarily the Big 12 anymore. And that thing can change quickly. No, we're in a good league. We stay put. And then you never know if there won't be mergers to other leagues in our area. So you right. just can't tell yet. It's such a wild, wild west. You're exactly right. And uh, I think the most important thing is calm and steady uh, is right. what we need to be. We don't need to be panicking and no. going from league to league to league because then people don't trust you. You know, it's the same thing if you're a job hopper and, you you know, I've been uh, at the hospital for almost seven years people know how much i love it there and you know how much uh, i love east carolina i'm a loyal guy so i'm not gonna be jumping from job to job to job like we don't need to be jumping league to league to league uh going back to mike schwartz i'll tell you one of the things i loved about him yesterday is how much you know there's some coaches that they love the the end game coaching and the management and all that and the strategy but the one thing that i always look at with coaches that i have a tremendous amount of respect after seeing the first practice yesterday I really enjoyed his passion on the court and how much he loved teaching yesterday. That was uh, really, really impressive with me. And in addition to talking to the media, but teaching the game is really important as a coach. I know that's stating the obvious, but it was great to watch his passion yesterday. Dave, I'm going to tell you something. I usually go over maybe two to three times in October to watch. I've been over six or seven times to see his practices. In the summer and now, and yesterday, I was there yesterday till he finished. And what he is, let, I'm, and I'm going to tell you some things that just I like, and I may be a corny old guy. The first thing he told him when I was there was, I'm not going to cuss at you, and you better not cuss on my floor. If you do, you're going to run. If I cuss, I'm going to run. That's just good, solid communication sense. Then the second thing he did one time at a practice, another practice, and he doesn't. He is a teacher. Okay. Then the second time, a, a bad pass went somewhere, and a guy flew, threw up his hands in disgust. He blew his whistle, and he said, we do not do arm gestures. Arm gestures are a sign of weakness, and you are beat. We do not let anybody, if you show your arms and throw them in the air to the official, 
he's going to be mad with you. If you throw him at a teammate, he's going to be mad with you. Your coach is going to be mad with you, and the other team's going to see it. So we do not do that. So that's the kind of uniqueness that I see with him, and these kids respond to it. He treats them like they're his, and he, he gets them in a huddle. He's creating his culture, not saying that anybody else's culture is wrong, but he's creating a culture that these kids like, and, and it's impressive. Uh, his, his teaching of spacing and defensive strategy and offensive spacing, he, he has it like diagrammed on his courts. He's got it taped off. And when he tells a kid to be, you need to be in this area, it's not luck. He's got it going the right way. There's a lot of things. I, I always call people after to leave his practice, and I say, my gosh, this guy's good. And, and, and so there's a uniqueness about his style. There's a tenacity that he is going to give you everything, and it's, there's a passion there. All of them have, but his is a different kind, and it's fun to watch. It really is. I wanted to ask you as far as our, our fan base, we need to go ahead and tell people, Cy, um, you know how much I want to sell season tickets. 1-800-DIAL-ECU. My new friend, Coleman Spain. Love those people at the ticket office. They have a thankless job. Um, ECUpirates.com. You can be a, like, I'm an old dog learning new tricks. I'm learning now, Cy, how to buy tickets online <laughs> instead of calling the folks. But 1-800-DIAL-ECU. Get your season tickets now. Let's support this new coaching staff, I have to say that I was a Joe Dooley fan, but I have to say that I'm now a Mike Schwartz fan, too, a great guy. Well, you're like me. We're ECU basketball fans. And whoever it is, we're going to support you while you're there. And I love Joe Dooley. I love Jeff. I like them all. There's nobody. I love – listen, I, I go back to Joe's first time at working with the team. I've been doing this 25, 26 years. Uh, I love Mike McCarthy. I mean, I, Mac probably was one of the really – he's the top he, – he was really good. But my point is they're all been good. But now we have a new one. Joe's in good shape. I've talked to him several times out in Kansas. He's happy. He's doing well. But we've got a guy right now. He's our basketball coach. I think he's unique, and he's going to be successful. It's going to take a while. Patients have to be there. But I like what he's doing to be successful. Yes, as you, uh, you know, take a look at this roster, obviously you lose your top six scores on Tristan Newton, Brandon Suggs, Vance Jackson. Um, so if you would, you know, talk about um, this roster. First, let's start off with what's returning, and uh, we'll start with R.J. Felton, the guy who played a significant minutes a year ago. Yeah, R.J.'s a great athlete. He's going to help you. Going back to things that – I've done the calculations and I've worked on it for a long time. We, we are only bringing about 12. We had 127 threes that we hit last year in, in the conference season. We're, we're bringing back only 12 of them. That's, that's what I want people to understand. You're losing be, between 80 and 90% of most every category that you have. So you got to understand that when we go into this, this is a team that is really, really young. Uh, but you're right. You've got you've got a young you got Javon Smallback. You got R.J. Talking about R.J. Athletic, goes to the hoop, strong, does what he needs to do, and he's going to help us. Uh, and he knows the American. He's built for the American, and he will do a good job in the American. So he's a guy that you got to look at and say, this kid's going to help us. And so we're excited about that. Uh, the other thing is. When you look at uh, the other kids that have come back, Small's coming back as a point guard. He's going to need him. And he could – he's going to have to help you settle it down. He didn't get a lot of minutes last year, but he's your point guard. So he's a guy that's got to step up for you. Uh, and I think when you look at the guy that's really got the most potential back is Brandon Johnson uh, of, the, of the three guys and, and Lucci. Those are your four. But Brandon Johnson – Really played well last year, and he, from Roseville, he's an athlete. He's going to be good. He's going to help us. Uh, so those, all those guys will help this ball club because they've been in the American. So that tells you about the returning guys, but none of them have great big big statistical data. Uh, and I think of all the guys coming back, Brandon Johnson is is probably your top notch guy. I agree with you there. Um, but before um, we talk a little bit more about Brandon Johnson, 
specifically. Uh, you mentioned Javon Small. It was excellent to hear Coach Schwartz yesterday at the media availability prior to the first official practice um, talk about how, yes, it's not as consistent as we would like for it to be at this point, but uh, Javon Small has proven he can score. Yeah, he can score. And, and, uh, and the other thing is he's tough and he's physical enough. So he's going he's gonna to help the ball club. And, and so I like that about him. And I, I'm glad he got enough time at the end because he's going to be a factor this year. Yes, uh, no doubt about it. And uh, we're not completely depleted, but you're right about um, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is that very thing when you were talking about the number threes. Bubba, how many times have you heard me talk about you're the numbers guy and we he and I have uh, ad nauseum yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about three-point shooting, three-point shooting. We've got to have three-point shooting. And that, to me, is the telling sign that my son's in the car with me right now, and he can tell you how much he loves Stephon Curry. And Curry changed the game from a, a game that had maybe more of a balance. It seems like over the last handful of years, it's more of a primitive game. You've got to be able to shoot threes. If you don't, that's the difference between winning and losing. And here again, um, I appreciate the fact that you bring that stat up because – I think that's the telltale sign for the season. Yeah, I think we were way down as far as the, the percentage. Of, I think we were like 320 or 340 out of 323. I don't know what we were, but in 300s in three points. Besides, before you. And, and that's a part of it. Sorry about that. I had some lag there. And, uh, but um, before we move on and talk about um, everything that has been added to this roster, you know, tell us what you can. Um, we heard from Coach Schwartz yesterday as far as Winston Tabs. What a frustrating situation that is, and as frustrating as it is for us, obviously it's even more so for Winston because you know he's the one that's putting all the hard work in and hasn't been able to get on the court yet in the purple and gold. Yeah. Oh uh, well, when uh, on Tabs, what you have to look at. And, and here's what I do every time. First thing I do, because we know he was an all-ACC player. Uh, he's frustrated. Great kid. Looks you straight in the eye. Think about what his life's been like. Uh, well, the first thing I do when I walk in is I say, when are you going to be playing? What's your what's your situation? He said, I'm getting real close. He said, I th- this is yesterday. He said, I, I, I may be out there next week. And I said, that is great, but he's doing a little bit more in drills, running a little bit more. So then I go to the proof, and that's Nate Clark, who's the trainer and one of the best in the business, is our trainer. And we and I've been with Nate when I go on the road. I've been with him forever, and I go to Nate, and Nate Nate's a straight shooter, and he says we're going to bring him along so slow, but we know he's going to be a part of it. You know, they know he's going to be a part of it, but they're bringing him along slow. But he'll be ready, and he's going to play, and he's ready. He wants to play. But it's not going to be quick, but they'll get him there. So that's what we got to depend on is that uh, that these guys are treating that kid right. He's got he's had some tough, rough uh, operations, uh, had the do- doctors in New England that actually worked on uh, uh, other pro athletes, the Patriots quarterback, ex quarterback that now is at Tampa Bay. They've had good doctors on him. Uh, and so let's hope everything will be strong and help this young man out. But I can tell you, he's ready to go. And cause we all know he's a player. Uh, and so let's hope everything works out. And right now we're on a go. Not sure when I'll be going over again and again, but it looks like he's a go. And, it, and I'm hoping it looks like he'll be ready for the whole season. That's what we're hoping for. Now, Sai, we were just talking about Javon Small and obviously um, his presence there uh, at the point guard position. But talk about the guys um, that are coming in. You have Caleb LeCount from L.A. as well as another one or two um, that, you know, are going to be there. Jaden Walker transferring from Iowa State. He he could be one that could see some minutes at the point. Well, I I think it's wide open. Uh, And I think Caleb LeCount, is is going to surprise you. He 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 can shoot. First of all, he can shoot. He he's in your face. He never gets tired. I would hate for him to guard me. I I watched him yesterday. They had him going full court man, and he is in your face and driving you nuts. And I mean, that's what you want. He plays smart. 
Uh, I think he, I think LeCount's going to give you more time. He's only 5'9", five 5'8". Five You're going to say, how can that guy play on this level? we got kids on this level that were player of the year. I mean, this kid is is going to be a good player. You're right. I think the young man uh, that we're mentioning, you said uh, the, the kid from Iowa yeah. State, Jaden Walker. Jaden Walker. Jaden's defensively strong. He's a good athlete. Had a little knee drop, but he's okay now. I think he's going to help you in an athlete. He can play the off guard. And he can be a stopper because he's 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, I mean, he can he can guard any position. So, uh it's going to be a good one for us. Uh, I, I think that the thing, and then you've got, of course, uh, the, the starter back that you had from last year, or not the starter, but coming back, as you mentioned. So it's wide open, but there are several choices that can play that point position. Sticking with the guards, um, tell us about Saxby Sunderland. I like Zaxby. I think he's going to help us. He's young. He's from uh, you know Flint Hill High School. Uh, up in Virginia, Arlington, I think he'll help, but not this year. I, well, he may help some this year, but he, you know, he's got to learn. I mean, that's the whole thing. I think he can help us this year, but it, you got a lot of guys fighting out there right, right now, and he's a freshman, so I think he's going to be a player. We just got to see how his time comes out and how it works out for him. You know, m- moving on. Um... Quentin DeBunge, one of the transfers. I mentioned Jaden Walker coming over from Iowa State. Obviously, uh, Quentin had been, you know, he's originally from France, but had been there at Tennessee uh, with Coach Schwartz. So uh, tell us what you can about him because he's one that seems to have a, a very high ceiling. Yeah. He, he's that kind of guy. I mean, I, I look at the wings. This is a kind of guy that plays in this league, and he's strong from his toes to up upper body. In other words, his legs are strong. He's explosive uh, and uh, can shoot at some, can hit the glass from very strong, very athletic. And you're going to see him a lot of time on the court. He's that kind of athlete. So this is a kid that that's not going to wear down and, and, and is made for this link. And I think you're going to see him at the two and three. I think he's going to love to get a lot of playing time. I, I like him really good athlete. Tell us about some of the, the post guys that you had, Luigi DeBeau, returning, but uh, some of those new guys that are being added to the front court. Um, you know, guys like um, Ezra Osar and uh, Valentino Pinedo, um, there are two that really that really come to mind. And then you also uh, have, have um, was Elijah Jones? Well, let, let, me, let, me, let me go back one, because one I've got to tell you, you're going to love. Ben Bayella. Ben Bayella. Absolutely. He may, he may be the best thing on the floor. I mean, he does things in practice at times. Uh, and he was a four-star recruit that hurt his knee and it went Juco. And now he's back. We've got him three years. So I'm telling you, he's long. He's athletic. He went to the whole, about the second practice I went to, and he took it up over everybody. I mean, they're all up there going after him, all the bigs. And he took that thing home, and it was big time. So don't he'll, – he'll be the other – I think that, that could be your two and three, those two kids that you mentioned that are transferring. So could R.J. Felton. There's going to be a really, really play time. But Ben Bayala, he can he can also dribble it. I mean, he can bring it up. I mean, he's, he's a different kind of cat, and he is fun to watch. You, you Hey, put him in there at number five. You, he's number five. You watch him. You'll like him. He is a player, and 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 so is Quentin. Uh, I like all the kids we've named. Now, getting to the bigs, as you mentioned, uh, the, the kid that is uh, that's looking good to me is Ezra Azur, the kid that's from Charlotte originally, out of Atlanta. Uh, he's six nine. He can move. He's strong. But you got to understand, all these kids. He's a freshman. They've not played a lot on this level. So he's going to get baptized early, and that's why Luigi's important. Luigi is important because at seven one, he's going to have to help you a lot more. He just is. So you got Luigi, you got uh, that young man Azur. He's going to be the real deal. You got Brandon in there, and you mentioned uh, who were you mentioning? While oh Panita, he's going to help. You. Be- Valentino Pinedo from uh, from Spain. He's going to help you. He's strong. He's six eight. He knows what he's doing. 
and he's going to be a really and a national player. And you know, and he, his team is really good on the national team, uh, and he's that good a player. He's going to be a big help to us. Uh, I still say Brandon is going to be a key. Those other guys are keys, but the young kids, Ezra, Ezra's got to get in the lineup early and play some for you. He's quick. He's six foot nine. He can move, and he's going. To, they're going to get baptized. I'm telling you, they're going to have to find out what it's like in there. I tell you, look, look really good, uh, and I'll tell you how it happened. Coach Schwartz called us in the summer. It was Todd, myself, my, my son Todd, who's coaching at Jones Senior. And, and, and they said, can you give us names of kids that we could look at as walk-ons that can maybe be a part of our ball club? And we were sitting there. We were, we were at Emerald Isle. And Todd said, I don't think Ellingsworth has signed from West Carter, and he's a player. So we get, I called him back, and I said, Jackson Ellingsworth from West Carter High School. So they take him in, and coach calls me back and says, you know, I offered him a walk-on. I talked to his parents. He's a great kid. And we offered him that. I don't know if he's going to take it. Well, he ends up taking it. He ends up taking it. And he is a great kid. And he got, plays in the East-West All-Star game in Greensboro and gets 31 and 20, 31 yeah. and 20 rebounds, <laughs> and, and ends up being the MVP. And yeah. So he comes back, and it's because he's been working out with East Carolina. You know, he he's he's a walk on, and he's been working out in the summer, and he he proved he he went up another step. He can step out and shoot the ball. He's left handed, doesn't make mistakes. I'm not saying he's going to play a lot, but by gosh, this is a kid that you got as a walk on that, that bodies up and plays with any of them, and, and so that helps your practice. I hope you'll get some time. I hope him step out and take a three. But again, you got to understand these are all. Most of these kids are freshmen. Most of the kids I'm talking about are, are really young. So that's another one that, that I think will help you in the long run. Uh, so we just, we'll see what the kid Elijah Jones does. Uh, again, that same kind of kid. They, they, have, they haven't had a chance to grow up yet, okay? But I like them. Yeah, my, sorry. Uh, I had a little, little delay there. They're the kind of kids that are going to be good players, but they're young. And you lost everything you had. So that's why the Lugies have got to step up. DeBoe, Brandon Johnson's got to step up early. These kids, uh, RJ's got to step up early. I, I've been in it with ECU long enough to know. You, upperclassmen, you got to have. That's Joe Joe had a good ball club last year, but he had Tristan Newton, who we had put three or four years in. That's the kind of kids that get it done for you. You, you, you got to. Uh, uh, Suggs, same way. These are kids that have been playing three years and starting three years. It makes a difference. And we and, and ECU lost those guys. So it makes a big difference. So you gotta be patient, but these are players. Yeah, with Jackson Ellingsworth and those numbers that he put up uh, certainly caught my eye and uh like what I saw of that young man. And then it's going back to Valentino Pinedo, I'm very impressed when I talked to him and the, the footage I've seen of him. And, you know, last year, Gabe Mikulas and I, uh, we talked to you after a couple of ball yeah. games. And, and, and my hope is that uh, Valentino can provide, you know, that type of production, you know, whether it's the short term or the long term. Well, exactly. And, and listen, you got to understand that kid. I talked to Coach Schwartz yesterday. I said, how is he looking? He said, you got to understand. He's been playing all summer on, on his on his national team and working hard. And and then he comes into us and we work him hard. And then about three weeks ago, two weeks ago, he hit a block. You know, just I'm worn out. And then now he's coming back. He got a little bit of a rest and he's coming back and playing extremely well. He's got and you said it right, he's got the football work of Gabriel Mikulas. He's gonna get a lot of fight. He's gonna go to the line. Because he gets you up in the air, moves you, has good footwork. It's got that European footwork, and that guys will jump and 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 he'll and they'll foul him. And he's got a chance to go to the line. He's going to be a factor in all this. No doubt, Cy. It's great to have you on tonight because we're uh, excited about basketball. I know media day coming up next month, but uh, early on in the sports thing, what is something that maybe fans don't know about? Mike Schwartz, I know how much he loves Greenville. Uh, I know how much he's been the community. I know the fact that he is, as he said at his press conference yesterday, 
before the media availability before practice about he's getting that somebody asked him about that very question he's actually getting the kids involved in different sports meaning to support those other programs and for example uh, i know they have a tailgate just for the basketball team tailgate for football and that was another thing i was impressed about coach schwartz he wants them to be good pirates yeah he does he wants to be good pirates and he also wants them to to hear philosophy from different groups and people that will talk to them about sports uh, on, on film or whatever to, to understand about the character of life. He's, he's really, he is so down to earth and looks at you straight in the eye and it's so sincere. And when he calls them in at the end of the practice, it's the same way. And when they finish practice, they come over, they shake your hand as a, and say, and they say, thank you for coming to our practice. That's, that's the way they're – and that's coming from the head coach. That, that it is a different level of buying in with him. It's, 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 it's deeper, and he wants it to be a long-term rooted program. And that's why I think people have to go out and support them, but also they have to not only support them, they have to understand and be patient because this team is young. I mean one of the youngest teams we've ever had. And they've not been on this level, and it's going to take a while. And the schedule's tough. The schedule is, to me, is really, really difficult. I told him, I thought, I told Coach Schwartz, I think it's too hard for your first year. And I think, and I think, I'm not the only one that's told him that. I think some of the administration have told him the same thing. When you're playing, look, think about what we're doing. He's playing Charlotte on the road, Wilmington on the road in the non-conference, and South Carolina on the road in basketball. That's that's three. That's three. And Old Dominion, Old Dominion, not Charlotte. I'm sorry. I mean Old Dominion, uh, and, and uh, Wilmington. I meant Old Dominion, Wilmington, and South Carolina. Jeff right. Davis, Old Dominion's been there forever. We were lucky. We were lucky last year to beat him at home. He did not coach in the tournament down in South Carolina, and we beat him in a close ball game. But now you got to go to his place. That's going to be tough. You've got to go to Wilmington. That's that's never good. That's a hard, hard place to play. And they're going to want us this time. And then you go you go play South Carolina in Greenville, South Carolina. That's a home game for South Carolina. I don't care what anybody says. That's three of you. Not you got Coppin State, who's picked to be second in their league. You got an early season tournament that's going to be tough. So, for the non-conference, I think you need to win ten or eleven games. He's got his work cut out for him. Uh, I'm just, I'm just saying that it's, it's a tough, tough non-conference. And then, let's look at his conference schedule. He opens with Temple at home, and then he's got, uh, uh, then he's got Wichita State out there. He's got Central Florida at home. Memphis and Cincinnati. That's his first five games. Memphis on the road, Cincinnati on the road, Wichita State on the road. Those three who are, by the way, picked, you know, these guys are always picked at the top of the league. You know, uh, Wichita State's going to be tough. So I'm just telling you, this is a tough early schedule for him and a tough non-conference schedule for him. And we have to be there as pirate people to really support his program. And you you take a look at that. That season opener against the Mercer Bears, um, six weeks from yesterday as we're recording this on on Wednesday, uh, the the twenty eighth of September. But um, that that season opener is on November eighth against Mercer in Minji's, the first of three consecutive home games to begin the Schwartz era. And Mercer, yeah, they were down a little bit last year by their standards. On, um, uh, I think they were, they had a. I don't know, right around or maybe slightly below 500 record in the league in the SOCON, but um, that's a program that's accustomed to having a, a decent amount of success. Well, I could, I was at the game when they beat Duke in the NCAA's in Raleigh. I mean, at the PNC Arena. I mean, yeah, that Mercer's got a great program. They got Greg Gary's their coach there who played, and and you know it's new for him. Uh, I, I look at Presbyterian. You know, it won't be easy. Uh, he played, Quentin Farrell played there. He and he coached under Dustin Kearns. Uh, Hampton will be tough. Uh, Jeff Jones at Old Dominion. Eric Martin at South Carolina. 
I, uh, Campbell will be tough. Don't don't think it won't be. Of course, we talked about Wilmington. Wilmington. Juan Dixon, who does a great job at Coppin State. So his schedule is really, really hard. And Tubby Smith's son, Gigi Smith, is coaching at uh, High Point. So it, it's a good schedule, but he's got some tough, tough games. The Gulf Coast t- Tournament in Estero, Florida is going to be tough. I mean, it's just a really good schedule. So you're right. There's a lot of good teams. Don't let, and Mercer being the start of it on November 8th, people need to get out and support this program and what he's doing. And for our fans, that Gulf Coast uh, showcase that you referenced down in Florida, it is, um, you know, the Pirates will begin play in that on Monday, November the 21st against Indiana State. Um, yeah. So the Pirates and Sycamores um, meeting. Yeah. They've got a good uh, – Indiana State will, has always had a good program there in the Missouri Valley. Uh, Josh Schertz is the coach over there. He struggled last year. He was 11 and 20. But don't let him pay. the MVC, the Missouri Valley Conference is a very good conference. So it, that's going to be a tough ball game to start it off with. And one and one other schedule note that really stood out to me, uh, Si, is I was looking over the league schedule. Obviously, um, every game uh, you know that's not on linear television is available on ESPN Plus. You have eighteen conference games, and as of right now, you, you have six that are either on ESPN2 or ESPNU. And I thought that, you know, given that we haven't necessarily, you know, and I know some of that thing, some of those uh, logistics and so forth, and what what we get is uh, contractual, I get. But uh, at the same time, six out of 18 isn't bad. No, it's really good. It's really good. And and all teams would really kill to have that. The other part, too, just interesting to watch. Uh, I, I, of course, doing the homework on the schedule. When you look up, uh, of course, Kelvin Sampson's team. To show y'all how much he get, how the impact of that team, they could easily go back. They, they are that good. He's got Tremont, uh Mark back, and he's got Marcus Sasser back as guards. But listen to this. This was his recruiting this year. Five star, six eight, Jarrance Walker. Four star, Argeno. Four star, Michael Wilson. And then his best rebounders returning. That that's the kind of kids Samson's getting. Five stars and four stars. R- uh, Ron Hunter, who's picked second, great guard play. He's got Jalen Cook back, who who made all conference his first year. Was at LSU. Was it was the Louisiana High School Player of the Year. They got him after he transferred from LSU. He's back. Jalen Forbes, who played at Alabama, great player. They've got their one and two guards back. Memphis. Got Kendrick Davis, who was the player of the year in the league for SMU. He, he, Jankovic retired. He gets, he, so this kid transfers and he goes to Memphis. So you throw Memphis out there with all the good players they have. And now you add Kendrick Davis, who was like, like we're talking about small guards, the player of the year in the league. He's unbelievable. Uh, I'm just saying the guys that are going around Cincinnati. Picked up one of picked up one of Memphis's best players. That's how crazy it all is. Yeah. <laughs> Suggs is going to be playing. Our player Suggs is going to be playing for UCF. I mean, it's the the portal makes a big difference. Yeah, that that Houston program, you know, obviously back to back, tremendous seasons, uh, including that Final Four run, and then uh, for Tita, you know, the, everything he's meant to that program and contributing tens of millions and uh, I, I watched I tell you what side that uh, YouTube video or one of the YouTube videos out there um, that was done by a very reputable company as far as the Houston basketball facilities and the, their basketball ops building is something else oh it's wonderful I, I tell our I tell our uh, administration go to the Memphis game I mean go to the Houston game and look at their facility not that big Six, 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 uh, seven or eight thousand, not that big, but it is plush. It is well thought out, and as you said, it that man did it all. The the billionaire did it all, and I tell you what, it is it is a great facility. And, and Houston, it's a program. It is a it is. Don't be surprised where they end up next year. Well, aside, we need a new arena, and uh, I understand there's a rumor going around our nation that we'll have a new ten thousand seat arena in Greenville. It's going to be called. 
uh, Seymour Arena. Have you heard anything about that? <laughs> well, that's good to hear. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I just you you guys know this, and we all know this. If you pick that, if you fill that arena at East Carolina, we are the most rabid fans in the in the in the conference. That really, there's nobody like East Carolina fans. I've I've done this for 25 years, and the places I go, when it's rocking in Menges, it's the hardest place to play in this league. And and that's what we've got to have. We've got to get the students out. We've got to sell them, make sure they get out there, and we got to make sure they stay because it, it's going to be tough this year. You got a great coaching staff. Trust me on that. But when it's rocking in Menges, it's the scariest place in the league. Cincinnati's good. I like Cincinnati, but I'm telling you, there's no place like Menges. No place. Hey, and Cy, you, you reference and you talk about the staff, Coach Morton, uh, Coach Riley Davis. Um, last thing I had for you in the last few days, it was announced Reggie Williams, who was uh, a back-to-back NCAA scoring leader, um, what, about 15 years or so ago, uh, at least at VMI. Uh, just talk about him and his addition to the staff as director of player personnel. Well, I talked to Coach Schwartz about him yesterday, and uh, what's good about not only what's good, Reggie's going to be the he was eleven years in the pros. I mean, he, he's a pro guy, but oh, not only that, he played at VMI, and so he's a high character guy, really good to the kids, going to help them out. Uh, Jake Morton, I want to go back to this so you'll know this. Jake's not there right now, and the reason being, his daughter got in a car wreck, and she's in, she's not in good. She's hurting. Uh, it's bad. So he's not. So you make sure you keep them in your prayers and understand that what he's going to. Because I like Jake, and he he's a good coach. He's been around the block. Uh, but I think going through the coaching, I think it's important we do this. Riley Davis is going to. I love Riley. He's hitting every North Carolina school. He's in, in the East. He goes all to the high schools. Uh, I think uh, Nick Matson's going to probably move up because Jake's going to struggle a little bit. Nick's going to be a hardworking guy that's got great personality. Uh, don't let anybody kid you. Probably the one that gets needs to get the most credit of all of them is the young lady, Jess, Jesse Higdon. Jesse came over from, with Mike Schwartz from Tennessee. She is wonderful as the ops person. She is a hard worker doing a lot of good things. So this is a great staff, and I'm leaving off people. I mean, uh, Matthew Weinsberg's there, Keith Poe's there, uh, of course, Nate Clark. I, he's one of my favorites. Uh, Josh Giardina is there. This is a heck of a staff, but my point is they're all good. They're all good people, and they're all working hard. we got to support the program and stay with it. And just kind of a quick sidebar about Reggie Williams is – Pretty impressive uh, the list that he played with: uh, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, uh, uh, Kawhi Leonard, <laughs> uh, Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili. It's, it's unbelievable. It. It's amazing what he's done. It, 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 he is, and you can tell he, he's he's good with the kids. The other thing I hated yesterday, you'll love this. They're doing a rebounding get, uh, drill, and he's at the top of the key, shooting at least three or four feet behind the top of the key. And he made seven out of ten. They never got a rebound. I said, he's got to throw it up and just hit the board or something. He's he's such a good shooter. He didn't mean to make it, but he was making them, trying to hit the glass and try he, he to go in with him. He's just a shooter. <laughs> uh, si, I wanted to uh, ask you if uh, you would be give me the honor of being a part of my Washington Commander support group. I was wondering if you'll join us uh, each and every I, week. I'm all in. I'm all in because I, I need all the help I can get. You're I, one of the I, most I positive people I know. You're one of the most positive people I know. I need all the help I can get. I'm all in. That's pro all I football can tell you. Team. I'm right with you. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm right with you. I mean, look, I'll tell you how, how well, I'm 70. So you got to understand, I actually saw the Redskins play in, um, in, old, in Norfolk, Virginia in the old days. And, they played the Cleveland Browns and Jim Brown was playing. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dr. Frank Ryan was the quarterback. They were playing 
uh, at the field where Old Dominion plays, now Foreman Field. They would play a couple of scrimmage games in Norfolk every year. And of course, I was from a loop city, Camden County, and it was only 45 minutes to, to, to the stadium. So we went up. I went twice. One was one was with St. Louis and one St. Louis Cardinals back then. And the other one was with the Cleveland Browns, two scrimmages I saw in there. So I'm a diehard. I'm right with you. I, I'm, I'm there. Messiah, thank you so much. And I know that you're going to be with Patrick Johnson for the second year on ESPN Plus as the analyst for East Carolina. We're so excited. It's been uh, our program has come a long way from the the days of just a few games on home team sports. Now we're on. I'm spoiled now, Si. I get to see TV and our good friend Jeff Charles on the radio. Where yeah, nobody like Jeff. You're right. And and nobody like Patrick. I'm, 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 and, and listen, David Horn is unbelievable. But Mike Perry's doing a good job on radio. Jeff's just there, – there's only one Jeff. He's just really special. And, and then you look at uh, David Horn is that way too, special. And Patrick Johnson yeah. does a heck of a job. Nobody – Patrick doesn't get enough credit. He understands basketball. He understands yes, the he state does. of North Carolina. He's really good. And and uh, I enjoy working with him and our, our producers and all with ESPN Plus, our local guys. Will is running our show in there. And it's just it's, – and all the staff is East Carolina people. And they are a treat. And do a heck of a job. Greg, exactly. Greg Pierce, hard to beat. I'll put those guys, like I told you pre-show, those uh, men and women, I'll put them up against anyone in the country, and I'll win every time. Sai, thank you so much. We appreciate your time. We're looking forward to a hard-to-believe basketball season just around the corner in a month and a half, and uh, we'll be with you, obviously, probably once again before then. But thank you so much for the long visit. We'll talk to you again very soon. Dave Bubba, thank you both for everything you do. Co Pirates, keep it up. Pirate Nation, Purple and Gold family, stand to your feet, put your crossbones up, and lean side to side. Yeah, and lean side to side. Yeah, and lean side to side. Come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, welcome to the island, man, it's crazy in here A whole sea of purple and gold waving in here Keep a plank or a shark tank, traders beware Because we got a whole bunch of